Hey guys, this is Tina B. And Charmaine G. We're here to talk about the messiness of life. It's ugly. And it's raw. It's real. And it's a freaking game. It's whack-a-mole. 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 This is us. And our gift to you. All right, our wackos. Here we are. Episode number two. Uh, as you just heard, I feel like we should represent ourselves and our audience and our followers mm. as freaking wackos. That's why one of the reasons why we chose the name Whack-A-Mole. It is. We could give them a choice. They could be wackos or they could be moles. Or whackers. Or, or <laughs> <laughs> you uh, pick. Uh, you know what? Molies, molios. <laughs> Holy molio. So with that being said, I think the trend is going to be wacko for me. I feel I wacko so half the time. I, I do too. I just don't want it to be too much of a label. I don't want anybody to feel bad about themselves. Don't claim it. I mean, it's a claim to fame, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, when we're all reserved and we're not ourselves and we're experiencing that life, it'll swallow us whole. So in behind the scenes... Whenever you do get to be your true self, we're freaking wackos. Totally. <laughs> wackos. Okay, totally. so last episode we talked about the who, what, why, when, and where, and how. I feel like we could have probably polished that up a little bit. But throughout time, you'll get to know who is Tina B, who is Charmaine G. Yes. And the reason why we're doing this is because life is a freaking shit show. The highs, the lows, the bumps, the scrumps. Is scrumps a, a word? I don't think so, but you're good at making up words. Yeah, I'm going to do that a lot, I actually. Know. I'm counting on it. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> with that being said, we just want you to share in, in all of our experiences, but share yours as well. Mm. So we do have a website that's being built, mm -hmm. and it's going to have a, your own little portal that you're going to be able to go in and just present present who you are and we'd love if you do full disclaimer that we get to use your information we not information but your life events we get to talk about you on there and we'd love to get to meet mm. you oh absolutely virtually totally right yes virtually. yes we are about the people <laughs> yes we are all right so when we ended last episode wait 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 we're going to start the shows with traditions with yes yeah. the word the world mole what, okay, so remember we referenced moles as life. Like mm -hmm. we want to whack life, put fires out every day. Like how many fires did you put out today? A, a few. Yeah. Like I said a couple too. You, did you? <laughs> I did. I think we I have that power. You are very powerful to do that. <laughs> With that being said, um, the world mole, because we all live in it. And there's a lot freaking going on. There are so many. The whole... The whole scene right now is just a big game of whack-a-mole. I mean, look, it started with, well, it didn't start. I, I shouldn't say it started, but we've got a lot of racism and protests going on. Rioters. We've got a lot, oh my gosh, we've got rioters. We've got protesters, rioters, and then we've got really violent people that are really wreaking havoc in and, cities and, and in our And that's the nation. way of seeking justice, I'm, you yes, know. Yes, yes. I'm all for justice, but when it turns into murder... Oh my goodness. And 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 uh, the destruction of people's lives and the things that they've built and just the the um not caring and that apathy about um and respect yeah. for other people's property and their things and their feelings and what they're putting into their life is just it's gone, gone too far. So there's that. There's um 
there's the lefty righty thing yeah because that's a big deal Blue, where red, it's an election Dems, year Republican. oh my gosh yeah. and every election year i lose a good 10 friends on facebook oh it is known that what are the things that you don't bring to the kitchen table or in your life politics uh, politics religion, religion money money and abortion. Abortion's a tough one. Too. <laughs> abortion is, that's politics. <laughs> yes. I mean, to be honest with you, you're absolutely right. We've got the world's on fire with racism, mm -hmm. with an injustice. Mm -hmm. uh, California's you know, on fire, literally, <laughs> with like over a hundred wildfires Wire right fires. now. They, so. And you know what? They're damaging and destruction, but there's so much bailout money that's going like crazy. It's almost feeling like we're just going to keep piling it on. Mm. Um, Let's not forget packages. about COVID, and that's an evo that's changing every pandemic. single day. And you know, our kids going to school with having to wear masks. Which, I'm, by the way, my daughter hasn't complained about wearing a mask. Really, Have your kids? mine did. Really? And mine didn't at first. They were stellar. They were golden. And then all of a sudden, last night, I mean Sunday night before school started, my was cried over the phone and said, "I can't breathe." And it literally jerked me because I didn't have control. Mm. I felt like. Am I prepared to be a homeschooler again, a teacher, mm. which I know I was not born that way. I know God said, you are not to be a teacher. I have no patience. <laughs> I outsource them to other people. But that we're can so busy doing education. all this other stuff. Not that our kids aren't important, but when this came along, it was just like, okay, now you need to put like all of this other stuff yeah. over here because your kids need you to now teach them yeah which is a huge job i yeah. mean that's a big deal more to than do one that kid right. oh my you goodness you become five teachers overnight that's why people go to school for that that's true and you know i ha hats off clap 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 big time to, to, our teachers. to our teacher to our education system to be able to gear up remote learning opportunities mm. as fast as they could in addition to the mental health um you know the psychology world with uh, addiction and substance use to be able to have access to services telehealth um I, I can't begin to express we weren't prepared enough we work in the justice system and with that being said we see the courts everything was highly affected when it came to the pandemic not being prepared with protocol some did some didn't i call it the ghost pro, uh, pandemic and I, I look i'm okay to hear get hate mail on this one i am just because address it to charmaine g <laughs> charmaine g <laughs> to be honest with you I'm very respectful of people's views and I feel like it should be returned. When I have a concern, I very rarely speak up because I, I feel like there's enough going on that I just want to be able to maintain on those heightened stages. But I very rarely speak up until it affects my children. Yeah. I, well, I love that you have um, a lot of regard for the political forum and the standing that you have in our community. Um, and then and I have one too on a, on a different level. Um, but I feel like, um, the street fighter in me got me to that place. Yeah. So I'm still going to use that street fighter yeah. in me to, to express how I feel about things. You have to have both sides, don't you think? Yeah. It's just, you know, the whole, the mask thing and kids going to school, everybody has an opinion about it. And what's starting to happen now, there's like this trend. Now people are, everything's a protest. Yes. Everything's like, let's go march. And yes. you know what? That's we can the get American our point across by standing that's there. That's the picketing. American way, I suppose. 
Um, Speaking of which, we could so our world mole happened here locally. I mean, we live in a population, uh, you know, with a lot of snowbirds. It's it's kind of like the the secondary Palm Springs down here. Mm-hmm. Everybody from California wants to move here now, just because their state's a shit show. But right. <laughs> with that, I can tell you. We had uh, our local law enforcement got notification that, uh, you know, a riot group, a picketing group um, potentially was going to come and and cause damage to our businessmen and our Our local businesses. Yeah. And, you know, we've got a very conservative, strong, Mm. you know, constitutional based um, community membership here that believe in gun rights. They believe in their liberties. And they manned up. That's all I got to say is with the threat saying we're taking six multiple Mm -hmm. buses down there loaded full of people, Antifa, BLM, and all of those, they were welcome. They were not at all. But if it got into Mm -hmm. violence or or any type that we were prepared for protection. And I say we because Tina was down there. I was down there. It was my birthday that day. <laughs> and we were coming home from dinner and I was like, what's going on right here? And I had heard about it. Yeah. Um, but we've had a couple of protests in St. George and they, they're very peaceful usually. Sure. And then they just kind of die right down. This was huge. And so I was like, I'm, and it was right in front of the building where we work. So I was like, let's go home and get our tennis shoes on and we did and we grabbed an american flag and there were people down there you know practicing their second amendment rights yeah um, both sides and they both sides and they were peaceful but the the um the people that came down there protecting our city became a much bigger crowd than the original blm people that put the protest on and the originator was that that they were welcoming and they were wanting to be prepared if there was ever going to be a need to protect mm-hmm. our city um so i'd like to thank all of our um, local law enforcement to, oh yeah in their contribution mm-hmm. everyone that came down um to express their views and it's it's with intent it was with passion people really believe and you don't discredit that no, so I mean, no. when you, it's a two way conversation. It always should be. So, um, I, I again, encourage that as long as it's peaceful and it know? was peaceful. It was the spirit there was really just about America. I mean, there was, you America. know, there were totally, there was a lot of people that were talking, you know, that were, oh, with the Trump and with, you know, and then a lot of people who were like, no, not Trump. Yeah. And, you know, um, it was a lot of rednecks. I will say that, um, but Wait, did you just stereotype? Are we not allowed to talk I'm like sorry. that anymore? I'm go sorry. Dixie, go Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Utah. So, but we did, there was th- that big presence. The biggest thing there, the energy was just about, we're kind of all in this thing together. That was the feeling that I got is that it was about America. This is the United States of America. We're in ele- an election season and we're practicing our right to come out and talk and, and stand up for what we believe in. It was really cool. It was, it really and my cool. kids came, my girls who have their own on their own because of research that they've done they have their own excuse me their own political views yeah they're understanding Uh, and they're in i mean hats off they're in high school and they are so strong-minded to have a core belief in something and to go in and represent themselves Mm -hmm. what an honor mom beyond it beyond the trend you did that you did that. Uh, we're not completely alone. By example, okay. for sure. Yes. So we are going to start off with the World Mole, World Life Events, every episode, and then lead into our topic, which 
I think we hooked and baited by that last ending saying we're going to talk about sex. What do you think about sex? Like it could be everything from the physical side of it, which who doesn't like that? Don't put that comment that I said there's, earlier. Cause there's not, that, <laughs> there's that. But what, when, when we were talking, when we were discussing and Sean, you were actually here when we were discussing this last year, Sean D. Um, <laughs> we were talking about conditioning, sexual conditioning. Yes. How we grew up. I have about a decade on you. So I was Younger. kind of Younger. Right. <laughs> I was um, born in the 60s. 70s was kind of my growing up decade. It was very impressionable for me. And 80s was, of course, you know, I was that was high school. I turned 18, became an adult. Um, but growing up back east in an Italian Roman Catholic family that I was born into, oh my gosh, there was so much that I mean, first of all, we didn't talk about sex. Like yeah. that word didn't even, yeah. that word didn't even come up. Um, my mom was, had a much more liberal view about that. My father, very old school. We could not wear, we had to wear shorts that were Bermuda length, but mm. they weren't even in style. And my mom used to, when we would go outside to play, we'd be in the hallway and she'd go, just roll them up. <laughs> and then I do that. And then one day I saw my dad cruising down the road and I rolled them right back down. Um, but it was things like that. It was things like uh, phrases, um, act like a lady. Yeah. You know, um, you can't date till you're 16. Well, were you 16, 18? You know, the culture's what? different out here. Cause I grew up in the Midwest too. And when I relocated out here, I'm raising children out here now. So I'm acclimating to the culture and uh, the belief system in some of it is cultivated because of the religion, the primary religion. And in addition to like my upbringing, there's some values that I want to carry with me, but I'm almost in a shelter shock on how to connect with my kids because I want to break that cycle. Does that make sense? Yes. And I had that same desire mm -hmm. with my children. Yeah. Um, Though we were, we grew up vastly different, you and I. We did. Um, I was in a bubble. <laughs> and I, I was not. I was just forbidden to really venture too, too far. And the thing wasn't, it wasn't, um, when you say bubble, it's more like there were, there was structure and there were rules behind what you could and could not mm -hmm. do. Sure. For me, there were rules in there, but there wasn't a lot of structure. It was mm -hmm. just don't do it. And if you do, then you're in I, trouble. I, I, yeah. You, I'm going to beat it. the shit out of you. Totally. Right. Right. So this is my, this has been my big thing and it came up so big with me when I was raising, I have daughters, you have one of each mm. uh, gender and I, we have this God given hormonal thing that happens to us when we're young arousal. we're not 18 arousal. totally i mean stuff starts to change in our body there's a chemical thing that goes on there's there's that scientific side of it there's like the really fun side of it and 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 all of this stuff is going on and i have to believe that that's god given it doesn't it didn't just happen to me and nobody else or just every fifth person this is a human thing that's it really an, it's a why do we have it you if know, we're not allowed. You want me to tell you what I was I just taught? Want, I can tell you what I was taught. We're just. Uh, honestly, there is a physical aspect to sex. 
Um, but then there's also a psychological aspect to it. Okay. And I, I believe yes. that all of our uh, upbringings, be it about conditioning, sex, uh, boy, girl, gender, you wear pink, you man up and fight the boys and brawl. And, you know, those things that were taught at a young age start that and then we have exposure different experiences with our peers you know I learned a lot more with my peers than I did with my parents and then I almost got mad at my parents because I felt like I wanted to shock him you know and just like push that or they were keeping you from something fun that was my thing hey mom what's a boner (laughs) you know and so it would oh don't talk about that that's the kind of home that I grew up in but now it's different I think the world's evolved um, with my parents especially and they just meant well they really wanted to give me like a value system that wasn't about the physical side of sex there is differences between you know full-on sex um, intimacy Mm -hmm. and sex or full-on pornography you know ones that create the objective view of a person Mm -hmm. because that's very easy because that whole time that all those three scenarios drive chemicals in our body. They literally create an increased testosterone level, Mm -hmm. dopamine level, Mm -hmm. and we are miracles of our brain can remember that. And we're like, oh, that pleasure sensor, we're just gonna hit that tab button. Oh my gosh, that's where drugs come in. I mean, when you, you know, that's that whole endorphins, that whole rush of, you know, and then there's the whole infatuation piece that doesn't even really have too much to do with sex. It's just, it doesn't, being, it's almost like I'm almost skipped, somebody, you, you know, get strung out on that. Okay. Yeah. So there's that, but still my question, and I, I don't, I haven't asked too many people this, but I really want to know and other people's opinions. And I don't think that anybody has the right answer, mm. but why do we get those feelings when we're going through puberty and our body is changing on such a strong, strong level and society is, tells us that we can't act on that. Why is that? I think it, I mean, again, it all is about the culture bought in the home because that's where I learned, Mm -hmm. you know, which I didn't learn. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will admit, and I have been diagnosed with sexual immaturity (laughs) Who gave you that diagnosis? Jeff Ford, you know, he's an LMFT here in town. (laughs) Um, And that was identified when I was 41 Hmm. years old. Okay. Um, Because I tend to not have the opportunity to have the intimate part of, of intimacy because not only like our bodies changing, like my son, he's 11. I don't remember when I started developing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do remember hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. I thought I was hemorrhaging because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my mom never talked to me about my bodily change, nor did health class at that time. So you were just out there flailing. Yeah. On your I'm own. like, oh my gosh, coach, I'm dying. I'm hemorrhaging in the bathroom during halftime at the soccer game. And he's like, get in here, ruts. Uh, in my white umbros. Sorry about that, everybody. With that being said, um, I can tell you why we do that is because I believe that our bodies are, you know, God-given beings to be able to procreate, to be able to have a connection with another person beyond Mm -hmm. the emotional aspect, to get it to a higher connection level, and to be able to have babies. But we all, yeah, there's that. I mean, there's, of course, you know, there's that. There's another thing that my- I just went totally gospel on you, didn't I? Well, my, 
my upbringing, my own father was like, I did not allow, he told me this as an adult. I mean, literally like 10 years ago. Yeah. I did not allow your mother to breastfeed you kids because what? it was disgusting. What? Yeah. And, and I remember, and I breastfed both of sense. my kids, but to him that was like, so, okay. It was now, inappropriate. It was inappropriate. Have, oh. I guess I just, it was just not, I don't know. I didn't. Okay, it was a comfort thing for him. It sounds like, cause I'm not going to lie to you. If I see a mother, I'm not anti breastfeeding. I did, but I did it in privacy and dignity because mm -hmm. that's where I felt like I needed to feel comfortable right. to be my child. I was horrible at it. I mean, all over the place, milk, mm -hmm. bleh, done. Right. but when I see a woman, I tend to look down. I won't make because I feel like that's her private time. And even if she God, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we're gonna sure. we're gonna go back out of this rabbit hole, go back to to the the father telling you Yeah, it was just well and I was thinking as you were talking that our parents told us that sex was a, essentially a bad thing or something that we were not You should afforded. wait till you're married. We're just you're just not afforded that. Yeah until you're over there yeah either you've aged out of our home or you've married sure. out of our home sure. would okay? you get in trouble but would you get in trouble like if they knew that you had sex under their roof i mean maybe not in their bed but well, under but, their roof but people, kids are freaking doing that anyway they're doing that anyway i don't know one i mean i've know very few because i do know one or two who I mean, they're doing that anyway. Yeah. The kids are going to get curious. Either it's going to happen at thirteen, or they're going to wait until they're sixteen. That curiosity is still there. Those feelings, uh, the hormones, all that shit, it's all still there. So my thing is, why do we have it? There's that question, and then the other thing with with parents is, so you're being told you're feeling all this stuff. You're not allowed to honor it in any way. And God forbid you should masturbate because that's not even a thing either. Seriously. We don't even talk about like that doesn't even oh, that's get a talked whole about. Another subject because right. I want to tell you my so, epiphany and my awakening. Okay, <laughs> I'm Sean. You okay, buddy? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Sean's having a coronary over there. I've been so, sleeping. But this, this is time. the other thing. This is the other thing that people, <laughs> parents, will tell you not to do it they don't give you a good inadequate reason no. why and 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 then you're not allowed to talk about it like at all openly it, there's not an explanation right. for it and you don't lose that momentum to where as an adult i'm still uncomfortable talking about it even sometimes in a safe space like with my girlfriend mm -hmm. and stuff i'm like what now I can get raunchy when somebody approaches me in a sense to where I can I can actually let loose and let free. But I'll tell you, it's ingrained in me. It's ingrained to where you don't talk about it. I am starting to pass that on to mm -hmm. my children. Like, hey, I know you woke up and what it is, son, it's blood flowing at increased volume in your penis area and da da da. You know, and he's like, Como? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and then we may you roll know over. Is that okay? Sorry. Okay. It has to be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> we'll pay. Um, I have to say, conditioning, they experience that too. You know what I'm saying? It's cyclic. It's very cyclic to where it's in the home, in the environment. Parts of it's biological. 
you know, with, with our chemical makeups, but we are conditioned through our organizations that we belong in church, uh, school activities, or, uh, you know, girl scouts, things that really build our belief system, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden it's almost like, how do I get accepted in this world? And you may have went through this, but I knew from a very young age by default, by not something that I chose that I knew I could get attention, a man's attention with my body. That conditioned the hell out of me. Yes. Does that make sense? I mean, this is such a broad subject. And yeah, I mean, there's all these different little rabbit holes that we can go down for sure. Um, Or what was the word that Ty said today? We are um, tangent-lating. We go off on tangents. And the reason why I say that is tangential. We looked it up. It's a really cool word, and we do that all the time. Um, The reason why I say, you know, but those relationships can actually cause it to where you can't have a healthy one later on. And you that's can't experience true intimacy. That's exactly. the deal. I think that's why it was meant sexual immaturity because they go hand in hand. You, uh, you know, when you actually have your peers, your beliefs, your cultures, your relationships with other partners, male, female, whatever that looks like for you, I'm all about what works for you. I didn't even, again, immaturity. I don't care. Pansexual. You know what that is? That's just whatever. Like you, you don't, it's, you're not gender bias at all. I think. Yeah. You're just attracted to somebody that makes you feel good and that you're attracted to. That's pretty cool. Yeah. An attorney from California, female, you know, we were at the uh, prohibition up in Salt Lake eating dinner, never met her in my life. And she says, this is what I am. And this is, I'm totally attracted to you right now. I'm like, that makes me feel freaking awesome. That you didn't get uncomfortable? No. No, and a lot of it is just because the way she made me feel. Like, it wasn't like I'm coming on to you. It was almost like very human-like. Like Oh, okay, sure. You know, like not belittling you dumb little girl. You don't know this stuff. I'm, I, 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 that's why I say shelter because these new things come up all the time. You know, uh, how you identify yourself, how you think. When it comes down to sexual conditioning, that's a pretty big deal because it really builds you as a person. Don't you think? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it starts, it starts with, and it's not even just, it starts with, you know, you're born and if you're born a girl, then your daddy's girl. Like a a lot Mm. of us get that label. I didn't get it. But, and then there's the mama's boy. Like, what is, what are we doing? What is that about? What is shake it off? You're hurt. Like the literally? little girl, I know what that is now. The little, no, well, but the little girl, you know, gets to cry and be held, and the little boy. When I was growing up, the little boy was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we we're not doing that. Yeah, we stop don't, crying, stop, knock it up. off, shake it off, and yeah. just you're done. Like yeah. you're, mm-mm. and that gets repeated. I mean, when you're bringing yeah. your own and children, think that we don't world. take that shit into sure. the bedroom. Yeah. I I think we could cover this area like five episodes. And one of the things that I think the point that we wanted to get across is that we have lived a life and we experienced limitations and barriers that were caused by others, but we're always going to learn and evolve. But what I want to teach my children, and I am learning even from you and how you raise your kids, that they actually need to explore. They need to feel comfortable with what it is sex 
intimacy, relationships, bond, trust, commitment, um, even if it is the physical side of it, but it's the emotional side of it. Um, if, I, if I'm subjugating my kids, then that opens the door for somebody else to then do that yeah. to them. Exactly. So I might get all terminology with my 11 year old and you should see how others that are in the room react. They're like, Oh my gosh, oh, he doesn't get that. He doesn't understand that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he's going to, because I, I know he's going to learn it from somebody else. So I'm going to say the slang words and I'm going to say the medical words. Are these people that are part of your village? Yeah. Okay. Well, the, yeah, the village and, and you know, some of the village I had to, um, gracefully put in a different box we'll just put it that way just because again i think we all tried to conform mm. and we tried to please and i uh, i'm i'm living my second life my second wind and i i have to say though this topic i'm so glad we went down this way with it because it is a very special thing and a privilege that we get to have mm-hmm. to be able to i mean we were born with it and it's and a privilege. It's a, something that we shouldn't take for granted. And that I do believe that we have the God-given right to learn and always use that privilege. Mm-hmm. So um, last but not least, every episode we're going to talk about our own life moles. And we won't go too long, SD. Wait, you know what? Hang on, Tina. We just sprung our old, like all progesterone and estrogen on this conversation. Like, do you want in? I need you in. We need a male's perspective because we just like look through our lens. Sean. And we got a guy. Oh, believe me, right I here. have a lot I can contribute, but this is your podcast. It is, okay? but I'll tell you, I watched you, really, you over there going, mm, You really want I Mr. Wanna, testosterone mm. guy with more information than you want to hear to share I his want thoughts, it to, opinions, Yes, I want it to be and objective. Experiences. Maybe not experiences because that's like rated. In our, is that not I want to know what we talked about right here yeah. today that raised a red flag with you. Yeah. There was nothing that raised a red flag with mm. me. Really? No. Nothing that you went, oh, I would question that. No, well, no, you're talking about your past. So, yeah, there's obviously you mentioned those things from your past because they're red flags. Well, you know, my, my dad said this, my mom said this, whatever. This is how we were raised. But you're at a point now in your life where you're like, okay, I have my awakening. I have my, this is how I'm teaching my children. What's wrong with that? Nothing. You've learned from you've learned from the mistakes of your parents and trying to fix them. Yeah. Just as your children will learn from your mistakes right. and try to teach them. I agree. Mm. With with what we talked about in the belief system and you know how it's built with our own parents to begin with. Do you feel like you were deprived? You were I mean, do you can you relate to the mama's boy or the daddy's boy? Which one? I uh, I don't see the mama's boy, daddy's boy thing. You know, dad was a decent dad. He wasn't over the top. Mom was a very intelligent, wise woman. Mm. And so there wasn't a whole lot of community, community, community. Did you talk so, about sex openly? Not a whole lot. It was a really. private thing. Yeah. I guess it was something that wasn't spoken of that much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my education came uh, upon stumbling upon dad's drawer. Ah. Yeah, oh, like, so yeah. you were probably the kid in the neighborhood who had the Playboys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Coach no, Sean, no, you it was, the books. It, it was the it was it was beyond that. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> what is she doing with that snake? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. You know okay, what? So HD, now we know a little bit about Sean. We don't even Sean have to go into paper material. And his dad. 
And, and that right there is a coming of age kind of a concept when you actually get the physical, whoa, what is that? Were you shocked by that? I was seven. And looking back, I wish I had not had that experience. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, because I think that molded me for a lot of my life. And uh, it, it, you know, obviously it set expectations to a, an unrealistic level. Right. And so... You know what's interesting, and so my son. Thank you for that. Thank thank you for that honesty. And that is true because it can be shocking uh, to to any young person, especially seven years of age. My son, uh, he was at a friend's house, picked up his older brother's teenage brother's phone, and I'm talking like hardcore video porn. And they stared. He heard the laughs from his friends. He didn't want to look dumb. Seven. Okay. And I could say my son's a little bit behind. Uh, not now. He's caught up. But I'm wondering if he got caught up because he was exposed so early. He came home and was like pale, big eyes. And I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, I, I, don't, I don't know what I've seen. Mm. I don't like, what does that mean? And he grew into shame. Like he grew into like a shame around me. And I wonder if it was because my reaction I wonder if it's because I didn't know how to handle that because I got, I was mad. I wanted to slow it down and I wanted to call them. I called the mom and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, boys will be boys. And I thought, I can't protect him from this. And he seen my reaction and the trust is gone. Like he went into shame and then. It wasn't the only event. It just got more and more increased to where he was. Do you think that it stopped was, him from wanting to share any more with you? I do. I know. I know it was. I kept that door open though. I apologized after I knew that um, he kept looking and he was. it caused an arousal. It caused him to be liked by his friends and they bonded over that. And I can tell you. A lot of that is because of my sexual immaturity. I wish I was better prepared for that event. See, I look at my situation where I knew at the time I shouldn't, mm. but I did. Okay. And I continued to look and continued to look. Mm. And then I uh, was caught by mom. Oh. And of course, they're dads. <laughs> I mean, that was the reaction. Mm. So mom was fully aware and it's like, um, Terry, uh, look what Sean found. And um, then they all disappeared. So then it became... A hunt for me. Where ah. in the house are they? Mm. So then, you know, every once in a while I would find the stash would be here or they'd be in this different closet or it'd be up in the attic. And so it, it, beca- it was like a combination of I knew I shouldn't. There was shame. There was hiding. They were hiding. But I was hiding. it made you feel good. It, yes, it was. But it was something that you wanted after that. That's what I'm, that's, all of that is just so, um. I think as parents, it depends on what our reaction is to our kids. For sure. Not just the reaction, but how we, because your reaction was what it was. You realize that. And now you get, you get to do something different as a result of that. that. Mm -hmm. So, and I have girls, so my girls are turning to me for, you know, uh, and things and like periods and menstruation and, you know, and boys and all of that stuff. The one thing I think I, I hope that I don't, um, I, I hope I can say this. It's my experience with my children is that I always told them that their body belonged to them and that they were allowed to, you know, make the choice Mm -hmm. and that they, I mean, if they wanted to 
you know, explore that, that they could. I didn't tell my kids to go out and have sex. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. You didn't give them the green light for the red light. No, I gave them an open door to talk about it. And that's, I think, in a place where we need to head. I, I, I agree. I think sometimes when we cause our own barriers and make things inept, that it is generational. Mm. And so I, I do, I want to carry that torch. So in closing, my life mole, what happened to me this week? Last week, I, cl- I went under contract on my own house. I'm building my mm, own house. That's I'm, exciting. My gosh, why am I biting out that freaking mm. chewing tobacco <laughs> <laughs> but uh today i got invisalign can you guys could you hear it this whole time that's fine and i keep talking about it because i'm totally fixated on it remember when you tried to take them out earlier yeah i couldn't i i haven't even eaten today you guys because they're I, it's it's embarrassing get, we were trying to get it out with a paper clip <laughs> I had to drink. I hope your dentist isn't listening to this. Oh, <laughs> I think they're going to work. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is my moneymaker. So I got, I got, I'm sorry, Tina. Okay, so here's the deal. Tina, what the hell was your week's whack-a-mole? Your mole. I decided your mole of for the week. my 54th birthday to cleanse. Whoa. And I think I might, I've done it before briefly no alcohol no sugar no caffeine no animal products and no gluten what the hell and so the last time i did this i experienced like it's from the quantum cleanse by kathy freston i just want to say that perfect we'll put the Um, recipe online (laughs) no she's amazing and this 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 was a quantum leap for me the last time i did it. it's a 21 day cleanse and emerging from that i wish i would not have gone back to doing some of the things that picking up some of the things i did especially gluten because that one's just wrecks it hurts my tummy. after you go healthy it kind of hurts because your body like rejects it and it doesn't go well and i'm exercising every single day like i've made this commitment to myself to do that not that i haven't done that in the past but i i'm postmenopausal. menopausal like i like the way that sounds when i go i'm postmenopausal. <laughs> I sweat in ungodly hours at ungodly times. In places like the top of my legs. Not anymore (laughs) as much, but I was sweating (laughs) on my thighs, like the tops of my thighs. That's, I mean, if it's eyelids, then I'd be worried, but. Well, there was that. And then there was under my eyes. I would sweat like in just the weirdest. Are you over it? Post. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That's good. I get a hot flash now and again. And. Yeah, but no, we're, so we're I'm on a little bit body. of a maintenance. What's going to happen? Like Tina and I, we work together and we, we like totally are good friends and everything. Should I be prepared for the caffeine monster headaches and the sugar shock sillies no, and all that stuff? Are you going to be okay? No, because without the spiritual aspect of doing that, I uh, couldn't do it. I would just be white knuckling it. And, and then I would, everybody would need to be like, the parting of the Red Sea when I came <laughs> walking out. And no, I no, it. I take moments to myself and take deep breaths and remind myself that I'm experiencing these cravings and or a headache and it. all of that because I'm addicted to these things and I no longer want to be. So Hats off to you. Thank I can, you. I can tell you, I can't wait for you guys to get to know Tina B. And this is Charmaine G. We're with Whack-A-Mole Podcast uh, coming at you every Tuesday. We are going to be going live 
right now we're doing recording mm-hmm. just to get up and ramping but that means unedited un regurgitating whatever's coming live out of our it's mouth, just live. truly gonna be do live. not hold anything against yes. us sean what platforms are we on so our listeners can take it well that's gonna be more than let's see Facebook, Twitter, Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Pandora, Google, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Republic, Spreaker, Blueberry, Backtracks, PocketCast, Acast, Amazon Alexa, and Deezer. Whack-a-mole Tuesday at five. You've been listening to Whack-a-mole with Tina B and Charmaine G. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Watch us on YouTube and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for, well, whatever may happen with Tina B and Charmaine G on Whack-a-mole.